Ladies, welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to spend some time talking about the all too popular, I'm too busy excuse and just kind of how that excuse prevents us from achieving our health, nutrition, fitness, self-care, whatever your goal is in terms of creating better whole health balance. So we're going to talk about what the excuse of I'm too busy looks like, identifying any other feelings that are playing into that excuse, and then ways to like outsource if we truly don't have enough time, and then talk about some strategies to improve you know, time management, things that will help improve time management so that we can achieve these goals that we are saying that we want to achieve. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Whole Health Empowerment Project podcast. I'm your host, Trisha, registered dietitian, nutrition coach. This podcast is for busy women like you with a desire for achieving better whole health balance. In this podcast, you'll learn practical tips to get you started, motivation to keep you inspired, and guest interviews that will empower you to take action. Come join me in failing forward one tiny step at a time into the journey of health, wellness, and self-care. Let's get started. Are you really that busy? Have you ever met someone who seems to be able to squeeze like an insane amount of time and task into a single day? Or have you ever had a time in your life when you were like so productive with your goals and it didn't even feel like you really even had to make too much of an effort? Do you ever wonder like, man, how do they do that? Like those people are so lucky they are able to do like so many things. Or have you ever looked back at your own life and thought, man, how did I do that? How did I do that? But as life started to get like crazier with more responsibilities and trying to like balance home and work and kids, I know it's becomes just so difficult for us to prioritize ourselves and the things that are really important to us because there's so many other We're being pulled in so many other directions. Nowadays, I know our days are like so full and you can't imagine adding anything else to your schedule, just no matter how good you know it may be for you. Does this sound familiar? My friend Kate is one of those people who is able to, you know, do so many things in one day. I don't know how she does it. She's a natural leader in setting boundaries She is so good at prioritizing her needs and problem solving. When my son was first born and I was living with Kate, I felt like I was too busy to do anything for myself. I mean, I was just so stressed being in that newborn phase and having some like post-childbirth pain and then just in general trying to figure out like early motherhood expectations. It was really hard and the struggle in that newborn phase was real. I would complain constantly about not having enough time in the day to like prioritize myself or anything that I really needed to do. But you know, I I didn't worry so much about it because I knew that that newborn phase of craziness wouldn't last forever. And I was okay with putting myself at the bottom of the priority list during that time because I really was too busy and I 
was like hanging on, you know, it was a real struggle. But as my son grew older, the same excuses persisted, right? I don't have time. I can't do this. There's no time for myself. But Kate, who I was still living with, is an attorney and she's like annoyingly good at challenging like any of the time excuses that I would like say to her. The reality is, is that things at home were getting easier. My son was in daycare. I was back to work full time and we had much more of a routine. I would actually even say I was, you know, able to get a little bit more time that I was able to prioritize myself, but I didn't do it. I would complain about not having time for myself constantly, but I wasn't really taking any like meaningful or actionable steps to make the time that I was saying that I needed. I just kept on complaining about having no time. And Kate would be there like offering solutions about this and trying to come up with ways to help me get more time. But I just kept shutting her down, even though she was challenging me. (laughs) What I realize now is that the complaining about not having time for me didn't really mean that I didn't have the time. It meant for me during that time, and really still, that I wasn't ready to prioritize my time. And I wasn't ready to prioritize self-care. And I knew that I should be doing it, though, you know, the in quotes should. And I knew that I would benefit from it. But for whatever reason within me, I just, I just couldn't do it. Complaining about not having time was a way that I think I felt like I had control over a situation where in my life I was having very little control. Now I know that if I'm saying I don't have enough time, it may not be related to time. It might be related to other feelings that I'm masking as an excuse for not having enough time. So a lot of times I think when I'm complaining about not having time, it's really code for me that I don't want to do something, I'm avoiding something, or I don't want to start something, or I'm really scared to do something because it's very uncomfortable for me. So it's kind of like an avoidance strategy. So a lot of the times when I was complaining about having enough time, I would say probably not a lot of that time. It really had to do with not having the time. It was more that I was using that excuse as a way to mask all of the other feelings that I didn't really want to deal with. And I didn't really want to like sort out and figure out what what was there. But what I realized is, is that time is like this great equalizer and we all have the same amount of time in the day to achieve what we desire. So if it really was a time issue for me, you know, the person who gets more done in a day, like my friend Kate, is really no different than you are. The difference is, is that they prioritize their day differently than you did. And so that can be like a really freeing thought and a really disappointing thought. The freeing thought is that like, if you want to become that person where you have more time, then you can be that person, but you have to make yourself a priority. And then I think the embarrassing and disappointing thought is that if you haven't made yourself a priority, then that's probably why you're, you're not that person and you haven't taking control of your time. So I think that can be like, you know, this is kind of the way that I'm giving you 
I guess I'm like giving you no shit talk the way that Kate would do to me just to kind of be honest about it and to see if you really have time or if you don't have time kind of trying to figure out what the solution is to that. I guess everybody needs somebody like Kate in their life for sure. So what does your day look like? And do you think that you could add any more time into your day to do something that you want to do and that's a priority for you? For most of us, it looks something like this. You get dressed, you get yourself up, you get dressed, you get ready, you get yourself fed. And then you have to do the same thing for your kids. You got to get them up, get them dressed, get them ready, get them fed. Now, adding more to this dilemma is that a lot of us, a lot of us have kids. A lot of you have kids that are now not going to school. You're, you know, virtual, you're teaching, you're becoming a teacher as well. So it really does lend to the idea that you may not have enough time. So you're either taking your kids to school, you're setting them up for virtual school and overseeing it, or you're doing some kind of hybrid of the both. Then you're either staying at home trying to get an eight-hour workday in, you're at home with your other kids, or you're driving back and forth to work and then also trying to work as many hours as you need in a day, probably even more than eight, to get all the things that you need to get done that you would normally do in a, in a work environment. And then you get home and then you have to start the whole night routine of making dinner, doing homework, getting lunches ready for the next day, and then going through that like exhausting bedtime routine. By the time you really get you time, the last thing you want to do is something that requires more work. So I think it's very hard when you're in that craziness of the day to be like, great, I have an hour. Let me go work out because exercise is a priority. It's so much easier for us to sit in front of the TV, sometimes for hours, just zoning out and decompressing after such a long day of stress and putting everybody first. So are you able to carve out any free time in that day? There's these like time management worksheets that you can find online, and they basically take you through 30-minute increments throughout the day, and you fill in exactly what you're doing with your time. So I think a lot of us look back on our day and we think, oh God, we were so busy. There's like no way I can add anything else into into my day. There's just no way. But these sheets kind of just help you see if that's true. I've done them before and it is like kind of eye-opening. You're like, oh my God, I, I do have more time. I do have more time than I think that I do. So if you were to do this worksheet for one day, you will likely find that you spend much more time engaging in like time sucking routines than you think that you do. I think also if anyone has like an Apple or most of the, you know, most of our, our smartphones these days will tell you how much time you spend on your screen weekly. And for me, it's always shocking. So I guess it's like a deeper dive in kind of that direction, but in your whole day, not just being on your phone. If you look back, at the same day, right? So you've done this and you look back and you look like, okay, this is what I, this is what I did today. You probably see that you are spending much more time scrolling through social media. And then you may also be spending more time checking email or reading the news. And then you might notice that you may be watching more TV, probably in the morning when you're, you know, watching the news, seeing what the weather is going to look like, or maybe at the end of the day when you're trying to decompress. So if you were really to look at what your time looks like, what would it look like? Like, really be honest with yourself here. 
this exercise of looking at your day to see where you're spending your time and what has become a priority for you is not meant to be a judgment at all. It's just to provide you with some information on how you're spending your time so that you can figure out like, what are some feelings going behind this that I'm watching TV at night? Is it because I'm just trying to decompress? And it's really good information to know that because then you're not going to schedule something during that time that's not going to have that same goal of decompressing for you. So it's just a way to provide you with more information and honest information so that you can make a routine that you want to happen, happen. And it's just a way to figure out if you can replace some of that time doing other behavior with something else, with a behavior that's a priority for you. So if you replace some of the time, like in the morning that maybe you're on social media, even it's for 15 minutes, I know most of us wake up and we're on our phone and we're doing Instagram or Facebook, and it's probably longer than 15 minutes. So if you were able to identify that you have that time there, you know, just kind of maybe you can replace that extra 15 minutes or that 15 minutes that you're doing something on social media with an activity that you really want to do. So that could be like, hey, I really want to take some time to myself and write down my goals for the day, or I want to just sit in quiet and have a cup of coffee. You know, maybe that can replace it. And so that you're not having this idea that you have to create more time, but more like you can just replace what you're doing now with something that's more meaningful to you. Let's, and then the other part of this, okay, so we talked about like figuring out what your day looks like. Can you make time, right? Can you carve out any free time? And then this other excuse of like, maybe this, I don't have time is an excuse for something else that you're feeling. Are you saying that you don't have enough time as an excuse for something else that you're feeling? Like I did when I talked about my example in the beginning. Is it a way that you're trying to like avoid something or procrastinate or not deal with how you're really feeling? Just own that. That's okay. For instance, if you were saying like, I don't have the time to exercise, but really it's because you're feeling scared that you don't know what to do. Or is it really that you don't have time for exercise? Just identify that, right? It's an important distinction to make because it's going to challenge your inner dialogue and change the way that you think about creating new habits. Okay. So for instance, I used to love exercising, but now it's much more difficult for me to do it. I have constant pain in my hip that makes the beginning of a session really painful. I don't enjoy it. But because of this, I find myself avoiding it. I don't want to do it. I can make a million excuses why I don't want to do it. And I'll make and I'll find I avoid it, right? So I'll like suddenly need to call an old friend or, you know, clean the kitchen, which I've been avoiding all day because I don't want to do it. It's not that I'm too lazy to do it, but it's more like I'm scared of being uncomfortable and I'm scared of being in pain. And I'm really a little embarrassed that I can't do what I could do just a few short years ago. The distinction here matters because it will change the solution to the problem. So for instance, if I'm in pain or avoiding pain, maybe I can implement like 15 minute exercises at a time. If I were to go and talk about time management solutions here, it's not going to matter because that's not what the actual problem is. So the time management techniques aren't the solution. The solution is to implement exercises 
like a smaller amount of time during the day. That's what's going to help me get through it. So why it matters is, you know, I don't want to have this dialogue in my head that I'm too lazy or I'm not exercising because of, you know, because I don't have time. That's not what the reason is. The reason is, is I'm in pain and I have to figure out a better strategy. So for all of you, it's just a way having that honest conversation with yourself and trying to figure out if you don't have time or if it's an excuse, it's just a way to free you from that and to free you from any of that dialogue that you're telling yourself about why you're not doing something because it's probably not even the real reason. So it's just a way to kind of put you on evil, even playing ground that you do have time in the day. Let's just try to figure out a way. Let's just try to figure out what's going on so that you can make your goals happen for you. But maybe you are, you know, I I do believe that there are seasons when you're too busy and you don't have time to make a change right now. We all have seasons like that. You know, I talked about in the beginning during the newborn phase, that was a time for me, but there are certainly times in our lives when I've had other times like that too, that I knew it was a real excuse. I mean, we all go through seasons where life is really hard. Maybe you're, you have a loved one that's sick. I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that to happen. And that's really okay if you know that it is an impossible thing for you to carve out more time to make yourself a priority. But then let's try to figure out ways that maybe you can like outsource or do something so that you can create some kind of time in your life, right? So that would be like, you know, having hiring a babysitter a few hours a week to watch your kiddos so you can take some time to yourself. That's a really hard one, right? Because I know a lot of us are looking at that like, oh, I really don't want to pay the money to do that. But it's about prioritizing yourself. And it's in these little tiny actions like that, that the priority building, the self-priority building begins. So it's not about I mean, for you, for a lot of us, it is about money, but I think the bigger picture here is that just trying to figure out and, you know, how best to, to create any environment that we can for even 15 minutes for ourselves. So it doesn't have to be that you pay somebody. It could be that you have a family member come over and help you. And I don't care what you do during that time. It's just something that you want to do. It might be something like, Hiring a house cleaner to come in every two weeks or monthly to help you manage ugh, the never-ending cleaning. And that's okay. But I know that for a lot of us, it's going to be like, you know, do I have the money? I don't know if I really want to do it. But think of all the time that you spend cleaning. And, you know, don't you deserve to have like an hour to yourself that you can do what you want as opposed to cleaning the house? So it might be just something to consider, right? Or another outsourcing could be like paying for a meal prepping service. Or, you know, I think in this COVID era, a lot of us are having, you know, there's so many easy ways for us to avoid going grocery shopping, whether it's, you know, you have the groceries delivered to your home, or if it's, I know, like some of the grocery stores are now offering like you, so there's more work in the upfront because you're like doing a grocery list, but then you can, you know, they'll go grocery shopping for you, some of their shoppers, and then you just go pick up your packages. So if that's a way that you can free up like even a half an hour to do something else, maybe that's something that you consider cutting your lawn. I don't know if you have anybody to cut your lawn. I do not. And so 
it's wonderful. My landlord has somebody that cuts my lawn every couple of weeks and it's great. I just pay a fee and it's done. Or having like some kind of laundry service. You know, I know that there's places where you can send your laundry out and then just go pick it up or other places will deliver it and your laundry is completely done. If you don't see an end of sight to like not being a priority, then you need to create some kind of system that will free you up to be able to make yourself a priority again. One thing that I that I really benefited with when living with Kate, there were so many things, but Kate was really good, like I talked about, with prioritizing herself. And she was really good with, you know, like the money aspect of it. So my excuse is always, I don't have time, but I don't have the money. And I believe that that is true, right? But what I realized with Kate is like, she'll pay for certain things because it makes her time so much better and that she's able to then prioritize herself. But then, you know, if you don't have the money, then there's a way that you're doing something that maybe you can free up, you know, maybe you're spending $75 on something that you don't need to be spending $75 on. And maybe there's a way to use that $75 to have a house cleaner monthly as opposed to just so that you get an hour a month to yourself, which isn't a lot to ask, right, for $75. So it's just trying to figure out if you can replace, you know, anything else that you're doing so that you're not like needing more money, but you're needing, you're putting your money into something that's going to serve you better in the, in the long run. So it's kind of like you're switching you know, a time activity for something that's more efficient and that you want to prioritize, but you're not creating more time in a day. It's the same thing with money. It's like reprioritizing what you're doing with your money so that you can get some time for yourself. And it's not that you're making more money or spending more money. It's just that you're, you know, reallocating what you're spending your money on so that you can do something that will benefit you. Because again, with time, it is this great equalizer. And, you know, I feel like a lot of us do this thing where we say, uh, I'll make myself a priority later when life slows down and the kids get older or life is less crazy and busy. But how absurd is that? I mean, like how many years will it take for this to happen? What if you're waiting for your kids to be 18 and you're, they're only three, like my little guy, like, ugh. So for 15 years, we're just going to torture ourselves. And then like what happens to our health during that, during that time? And don't you deserve to have something to look forward to like daily, weekly, or monthly? If you don't make yourself a priority, I'm not sure anyone else will. And honestly, I used to feel like a martyr for always putting myself last. And I somehow felt like it was like this badge of honor that I carried around, but it wasn't because I was the one who suffered here. And I finally realized that if I didn't make my health goals a priority, that I'm not, I wasn't going to achieve them. I was just going to keep complaining about it. So if you want to eat better, or if you want to make exercise a priority or have better self-care, then you need to make it a priority or it's not going to happen. The reality is, is that you're never going to have enough time. You must create the time if it's going to happen. And let's keep calling bullshit on the excuses that we're telling ourselves. It's important to be honest about your time and why you are not taking the time to do something. So owning the excuse of why you're not doing something 
will allow you to have more clarity about what the real issue is here and what's the barrier to preventing you from achieving the goals that you want. I can talk to you for hours about making more time in your day, but if that's not really the issue, then those strategies aren't going to work for you. So what will work for you? If the excuse is is that you don't have more time, or if you're trying to really reprioritize your day so that you can create more time in your schedule, what are some strategies that will work, right? So each weekend before the week starts, why don't you spend some time writing down all the responsibilities and the things that you need to get done this week? So that can include like grocery shopping, any appointments that you have, any sports or activities for the kids, or any meetings that you have. So what I'm talking about is probably like pulling out a calendar. You can do an electronic calendar, like on your phone, you can do Google calendars, or you can just have like, you know, a dry erase board or, or just like a planner, something so that you can see what the week looks like. So you go through, you pick out these time blocks. So first you write down everything that you know that you need to do this week, non-negotiable, you have to get it done. And then start to notice if there's any free time blocks that you have. So it could be like 30 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes after lunch, or maybe an hour after the kids go to bed. So start to notice this as potential free time for yourself. Next, is there anything that you want to do for yourself this week? Do you want to do like a 15-minute meditation? Do you want to do a 30-minute yoga or walk? Do you want to have lunch with your girlfriend or spend time with your friends? Start to block this off on your calendar this time. Picking a date and a time will increase your chances of doing it. And actually like, you know, making the time to like block that time for you will also have you more apt to do it, right? So if I'm saying, oh, I'm going to do 30 minutes of yoga this week, or I'm going to do 30 minutes of yoga three times a week. If I don't actually block off that time, then it doesn't actually happen because I don't have it scheduled and I don't have like a clear understanding and a strategy of how I'm going to make that work. And so for you, it's to try to really figure out do you, where can you have this time, even if it's 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, pick the date, write it down, write down what you're going to do. And then that's now part of your schedule, just like all the responsibilities that you have, like that are non-negotiable, now this becomes something that's non-negotiable. And acknowledge that you may need to give up something that you were previously doing to make the behavior occur. So if you want to wake up and do like 30 minutes of exercise each morning, then you're not going to be able to lie in bed for 30 minutes in the morning looking at social media. The exercise that you want to do will replace this time. So you're not creating more time. You're just using the time that you have more to your, more to prioritize what you want to do as opposed to something that you're doing to maybe like avoid or just, you know, just not have to think. Also, you know, so you have this like schedule that you have that you've done now for the week, right? So then the night before, pick the thing that you're going to do. So if it's like you've blocked this time, but you're not really sure what you're going to do, just make it as clear as possible because you want to make sure that like you're not waking up in the morning and trying to figure out what you're going to do. You want to try to make it as easy as yourself as possible for yourself as possible. So if you want to exercise for 30 minutes in the morning, decide what exercise you're going to do 
put out your workout clothes, make it as easy as possible so that when you wake up, you go to the bathroom, you stick those clothes on, you're going to be more apt to do that. So these are just a little bit of strategies. Try to figure out if there's, if for you, if you need to do any outsourcing, try to kind of figure that out. Like, do you have someone that that can watch your kids? Is there like a cleaning service that you can do? Is there some way to make laundry a little bit easier? Just start thinking about it. Just look like for anything that's going to happen. If you really want something to happen, you're going to have to plan it. It's not going to just all of a sudden happen. You're going to have to plan ahead of time. So this is just a way that, you know, planning your kids' activities, this is just a way that you're planning, but you're planning for prioritizing yourself. You're not going to put yourself last this week. You're going to really plan and prioritize and figure out if there's a time that you can do to spend time on yourself. You know, I still complain pretty regularly about not having enough time. You know, it's like such an old habit that's so easy to fall back into. But I now know that if I'm complaining, then I'm probably like avoiding something or not wanting to do something, or maybe I'm just not ready to prioritize myself, you know, that day. So I'm not perfect. And I'm not saying this podcast isn't meant for anybody who's perfect. (laughs) It's just meant to be like, you're a little bit more aware of what you're doing. And even with the activity, if you pick something that you want to do, you know, you're going to have weeks where it's going to be really it might be a little bit easier for you to implement those priorities for yourself. And then other times and seasons where it's going to be a lot harder. So this process isn't about being perfect. It's just about being aware and, you know, and being open to, to make yourself a priority. It's not wanting to like change something or it's just about like noticing old behavior and prioritizing yourself and knowing that it can be different if we let it be different. You don't have to live this life where you're waiting and waiting to make these changes for yourself until your kids get older or till you have more time. The reality is it's not going to happen. It's about prioritizing you and prioritizing you now. So, you know, I want to leave you this week with like, with a quote. Um, I don't know who the author is, but it's, it says, there's no such thing as being too busy. If you really want something, you'll make the time to do it. And I think that's probably very true. So thanks for listening. I hope that, you know, you were able to find something for yourself to do this week to make yourself a priority. And I hope that you're able to like really tap into how it felt after you were able to do that. And that each week, you know, you, you build onto that or you add more time during the week to make some priority for yourself because it's really important. So thanks for listening and I'll see you guys next week. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.